Hey everybody, thanks for stopping in and welcome to Rowdy Dragon's Fantasy Sportsbook. I am, of course, Rowdy Dragon, one of the resident fantasy experts over here at tobychristie.com. And I'll be here every week with some featured head-to-head -head matchups and I'll break them down to help you decide who you like. I'm over here crunching the numbers so you don't have to. We all know how time-consuming that can be, so let the dragon do the agonizing for you, whether you're playing just for fun or betting the odds. Speaking of odds, I'll also find your favorite driver odds and let you know just where to find them. I'll also look at some potentially good long shot driver odds and I'll cap it off with my favorite picks for the featured matchups and give you my favorite for the win. All right, y'all, thanks for stopping in and having another listen to Rowdy Dragon's NASCAR Fantasy Sportsbook. Heading into another road course again this weekend. Let's take a look at the featured matchups and see how they stack up this week. So the first matchup, we've got the 34 Michael McDowell going up against the 99 Daniel Suarez. Who would have thought? Great battle between these two over the Indy road course race. We've got the 9-car Chase Elliott going up against the 5-car Kyle Larson. This was a good battle here last year. And Alex Bowman in the 48 going up against the 11-car Denny Hamlin. Good close matchup there. And Ty Gibbs in the 54 going up against the 23 and Bubba Wallace. A Toyota battle. Alright, so as usual, I'll start by taking a look at these drivers' career, and then uh, we'll go to the comparable tracks, and I'll tell you which ones those are here shortly. Let's start with the career stats for the head-to-head -head matchup with the 34 versus the 99. Well, Michael McDowell's got 13 races run at the track. He doesn't have any top 5 finishes. He does have one top 10 finishing up there in 7.69% of his runs. He does have 5 DNFs. That's 38% of his runs ending in failure for him quite a bit. I believe that's the most out of the whole active field. Uh, looking at his laps led, he's got 14, averaging out to 1.0769 per race. And his average finish at the track is 25.8, still looking for his first win. Daniel Suarez has five races at the track with three top five finishes and three top 10, finishing up there in 60% of his runs. He has no DNFs and 14 laps led, averaging out to 2.8 laps led per race. And his average finish at the track is P12, still looking for his first win. So now we'll take a look at the comparable tracks, which are road courses, obviously, and we'll throw a street course in there. So we've got Watkins Glen for last year, and we're just going to look at the next-gen stats. So that includes the 22 and the 23 season. Starting with Watkins Glen, back in the 22 season, we've got Coda, 23 and 22, Sonoma for this year, last year, Charlotte, Roval, we've got that one for the uh, playoffs last season. The Indy Road course we just went to and last season, and then of course Chicago a couple weeks back. So I'll take all these tracks, find out where the driver finishes, average it together, and do the same thing with the driver rating and see how they stack up against each other. So I did that for Michael McDowell, and his average finish on the comparable tracks comes up to a 9.33, and Daniel Suarez a 19.22. Pretty big discrepancy. Their driver ratings should tell us a little more about what's going on. McDowell has a 102.58 average, Suarez a 90.31. So at first glance here, this looks like a mismatch. McDowell clearly shows he's the dominant player, but tread lightly here. Looking at Suarez's driver ratings shows he's not bad, just not getting the finishes he's looking for, but in head-to-head -head battles, finishes are what counts. Now we all saw McDowell has had his struggles at the Glen, as we see by his five DNFs at the track. Only one of those came with front row, but he was in the 35 car at the time. Looking back at the four races since he's moved into the 34 car, McDowell has an average finish position of 15.3, while the 99 carries a average finish position of 14.3. A 
over the last four races. And he's done this with three different organizations. This just became a really tough match to handicap. Looking at their speed rankings in the next gen car, the 22 and 23 seasons has McDowell ranked third with an average speed rank of 7.5 and Suarez lands closely here in P7 with an average speed rank of 10.3. So we have to look now at the what have you done for me lately factor where McDowell outshines Suarez here. Looking at their speed rankings, just this season alone on the road circuit places McDowell P2 with an average speed rank of 5.0, where Suarez he comes in ninth with an average speed rank of 12.0. By the look of things, McDowell should have this one all wrapped up, but keep an eye on practice this weekend. Suarez races well when he practices well. Danny will also be caught up trying to collect those stage points. If there are differing strategies this weekend, this may set him back in finished position. That being said, I am penciling in the 34 as Roddy's pick. All right, our second matchup. Teammates, the nine car Chase Elliott versus the five car Kyle Larson. Chase has six races run at the track with four top five finishes and four top 10 finishes, averaging a 66.67% chance to finish top five or top 10. No DNFs for Chase yet, and he has led 170 laps over those six races, averaging up to 28.33 laps led per race. His average finish at the track is 5.7, and he has two wins, winning in one-third of his races. Kyle Larson, he's got eight races run at the track with three top five finishes, finishing up there in 37.5% of his runs and five top 10, finishing up there in the top 10 in 62.5% of his runs. No DNFs for him. He has 38 laps led, which averages out to 4.75 laps led per race. His average finish at the track is 10.5, and he too has two wins at the track. Now looking at the comparable tracks, I have to leave Coda 23 out of Chase Elliott's because he didn't run there, but I'm gonna leave in everything else, even leaving in Coda 23 for Larson. We just wanna get the bigger picture. So if anything, this might hurt Elliott's stats not having Coda 23 in there. But let's take a look and see where they stack up. So again, at the Glen, Coda, Sonoma, Charlotte, Indy, and Chicago, once I averaged all these tracks together, Chase has an average finish position of 7.75. Larson, he comes in with a 16.56. Driver ratings has Elliott at 104.11, Larson an 87.09. Now this is a teammate battle that had consequences last season with Larson bumping Elliott out of the way to grab his second consecutive win at the track. This could easily go the other way with Elliott moving the five out of the way, although I suspect he would move anyone at this juncture, provided he is a front runner in the closing lap Sunday as this is their last legitimate shot at getting into the playoffs. Looking at the comp tracks in the next-gen car, it looks like Elliott is the better of the two by the way of finish position and driver ratings. Checking into the speed rankings for the 22 and 23 seasons, all road courses has Chase listed in second with an average speed rank of 6.0, Larson just behind at P9 with an average speed rank of 11.6. This season on the road course circuit, Elliott ranks P4 with an average speed rank of 8.3, Larson listed in ninth with a 12.0 speed rank. Larson is coming off back-to-back -back wins and should have good data to work with, but Hendrick wants that nine in the playoffs, so there may be some better resources heading in the nine cars direction. Keeping an eye on practice may help, and track position will also play a role. At this juncture, I have to go with the nine car as Rowdy's pick. Okay, looking at our third matchup for this week, puts Alex Bowman up against Denny Hamlin. Looking at the 48 career stats, he's got six races run at the track, no top five or top 10 finishes. No DNFs or laps led for him. With an average finish of 21.2, Alex is still looking for his first win. 
Denny Hamlin has 16 races run at the track, finishing in the top five in five of those, averaging 31.25% and eight top 10 finishes, finishing up in the top 10 in half of his runs. He does have three DNFs at the track, that's 20% of his runs, and 18 laps led, averaging out to 1.125 laps led per race for Denny. His average finish at the track is 15.8, and he does have one win. Now looking at the comp tracks, Alex Bowman has a average finish position that comes out to a 14.89, Denny Hamlin 17.78. Alex driver rating averages out to 81.14, Hamlin 72.50. So here Denny has the career stats and Bowman takes the stats on the comp tracks in both finish position and driver ratings. Let's see if we can't back this up with some speed rankings data. Now looking at Bowman's speed rankings in the next gen car on the aforementioned road courses has him ranked 8 with an average speed rank of 11.2. Denny is listed P19 with an average speed ranking of 18.9. Now moving on to this season on the road course circuit shows Alex in P3 with an average speed rank of 8.0 and Denny is again down the list in P15 with an average 16.0 speed rank. The addition of Blake Harris to the 48 team has, in my opinion, upped their road course performance this season and I look for more to come from him this weekend. 11 car he's just been junk on the road course of this season so i've got a pencil in the 48 as rowdy's pick at this juncture okay moving on to our final matchup the 54 ty gibbs going up against the 23 bubba wallace the toyota battle ty gibbs has one race at the track ty gibbs is a rookie he's only got one race at the track no top five finishes no top tens no dnfs no laps led and his one finish garnered him a 26 position finish no wins for ty obviously Bubba Wallace in the 23 car. He's got four races at the track, no top five or top 10 finishes. Also, no DNFs or laps led. And he too has an average finish of 26th. No wins for him. So far, these guys are equal. So let's take a look at the comp tracks and see where their averages lie. Now for Ty Gibbs, we've got a couple of gaps in his program. He didn't race Coda 22 or Sonoma 22, but he fills out the rest of the spots. We're just going to leave them all in there for Bubba to see where we stack up. So Ty, his average finish on the comp tracks comes up to 16.14. Bubba comes up with a 24.89. Ty Gibbs' average driver rating is a 73.21. Bubba, 53.53. So the career stats for these two leave us wanting. There isn't much to work with. Looking at their comp track averages clearly shows who's the better of the two going into Watkins Glen this weekend. Let's run the speed rankings just to be sure we aren't seeing just an anomaly. In the next gen, on all 22 and 23 road courses, has Ty ranked 15th with an average speed rank of 15.71, and Bubba comes in P26 with an average speed rank of 23.8. The speed rankings for this season on the road course circuit has Gibbs ranked P8 with an average speed rank of 9.5, and Daryl is listed in P22 with a 22.5 average. Practice should back this up. If Ty starting ahead of Bubba, without incident, he finishes higher. Rowdy's pick, Ty Gibbs. All right, here's the point of the program where we take a look at Rowdy's season average. See how I'm performing? Last week, we got three out of four. This is week 24, total points of 960. I've got 570. I still sit at 59%, still trying to crack that 60% margin. All right, let's take a look at the sports books, see how the casinos have things ranked. Let's look at the top 10, and we'll take a look and see if there's any values in there that stand out. So this week, their favorite is Chase Elliott. He's listed at plus 375. 
on Bet Rivers and Barstool. Kyle Larson, he's listed at plus 650 on Bet Rivers and BetMGM. Martin Truex comes in next at plus 750 on Bet Rivers, Caesars, and Barstool. Reddick, you can find him for plus 850 only at Caesars. Next, we've got Daniel Suarez listed at 12 to 1. That's plus 1200 at Bet Rivers and Barstool. Bell also plus 1200 at Bet Rivers and Caesars. Michael McDowell comes in at plus 1400 at Bet Rivers and Caesars. Kyle Busch also plus 1400, only to be found at BetMGM. Here's where we take a little jump. AJ Allmendinger plus 1700, only at Caesars. And Chris Buescher plus 2200 at BetMGM, only. Well, looking at the top 10 list, that looks about the way I would stack them up, save for their outrights. Chris Buescher once again plus 2200, that's a bet. Almendinger also plus 1700, a good bet. He had a horrible race last weekend. In fact, Busher didn't have his best day either, but both of these guys should easily crack the top 10 and possibly be in position for a win this weekend. So AJ plus 1700 and Chris Busher plus 2200, two real good bets and help. I'd even throw McDowell in there. I think he should be listed higher, especially after his win last weekend. Plus 1400, another good bet, worthy of a unit or two. All right, looking at long shots. Alex Bowman is where I start with the long shots this week. You heard how I feel about Blake Harris running the show in that camp. These two can get the job done on road courses, as shown by their P3 speed rankings I mentioned a couple minutes ago. If you were to place an outright, you can get Alex for plus 3,000, but the top 10 looks good at plus 120. He's the first driver to come up with any plus money on the books. With three out of four races finishing 14th, they just need a little more effort to crack that top 10. It can be done. All right, looking at another long shot. Eric Jones has been having a pretty rough season thus far. This is why he's listed at 250 to 1 for an outright this week. He's not that bad at the Glen to warrant such numbers. Good for you and me, however. He has three top 10 finishes and five tries at the track, two coming with Gibbs and the other with Petty GMS Motorsports. He is still running that 43 car with the same team that pulled off a top 10 last season, so it's entirely possible he can do it again. He's listed at plus 900 for a top 10 finish should you pursue his efforts. This is truly a long shot no matter how you look at it, but if it hits, the payday could be really nice. Alright, this week's winner winner, we're following the chalk again. Chase Elliott's getting my pick for the win on this one. He'll be pulling out all the stops to get the job done as he doesn't want to head to Daytona wanting, let me tell you. As I stated earlier, Hendrick will be focused on the 9 car this weekend, throwing whatever resources are at their disposal into Elliott's ride. He was fast last weekend at Indy, which shows they have something to work with this weekend. His stats at this track are unequaled, with a driver rating of 118.8 over 10 points higher than the next best driver, and two wins in six races has me banking on a win for that 9 car again. Alright, that is it. But before I head out, I want to invite you guys to come listen to another podcast, a great NASCAR podcast with Kerry Murphy and Toby Christie, two great guys, the final lap weekly. It's all about NASCAR. If you're here listening to this, obviously you're into NASCAR, so come on over, check it out. It's a great listen, super informative, and fun. Where can I find such a great show, you ask yourselves? Well, head on over to tobychristie.com. There's a podcast tab right in the middle of the page there, or thefinalapp.com. All sorts of good stuff over there to check out. And in the end, you get a little more Rowdy Dragon running the fantasy show for these guys over there. So come on over and check out the final app weekly. Okay, folks, that is it for me for today. I hope this gets you a little closer to making some decisions. And I bid you good luck this weekend at Watkins Glen. All right, y'all, I'll be back next week with some more of this good stuff. We'll see you then.